love my delete later. I bloody hope you do. You can support our show by using the new ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. Just smash that link in the show description and support us now so we can keep making this podcast. Thank you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just a quick trigger warning for you all. Um, This conversation we had with Megan does include some chatting around eating disorder struggles and also mental health struggles. So we do trigger warning in the actual episode before we start talking about that stuff. But um, just a reminder to look after yourselves and skip forward those bits um, if you don't feel like hearing them today. Hiya! Welcome to My Delete Later, the show where we look at guests' first, worst and best social media posts. I'm Stevie and I don't care for social media. I'm Gina and I bloody love it. This delightful week we have Megan Crabb, an author and body positive slash mental health advocate who's made it her goal to get people thinking more and more about being kind to their bodies and their minds, which we need right now. We do. She's also a mega influencer with a whopping 1.3 million followers, uh, which comes with its pleasures, sure, and also its pressures, which she chatted through. In this episode, we had a good old laugh during follow and follow block when I asked Megan to choose between three very handsome men on Instagram, one of which she's dating. And if you're a fan of her and their cuteness online, then I'm sure you'll know why she chose who she chose. Most of this podcast was recorded pre-COVID-19, which you might pick up on, but as this is all about living your life online, something we're all doing a lot right now, we hope it's, like it's still an interesting lesson. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Here we go. Hi, Hi Megan. <laughs> okay, so to start it off, mm. Stevie Martin, the Steve, not Stevie. Not Steve not Martin. Not Steve Martin, Stevie Martin, not Stephen. My Steve. <laughs> yeah. What would you delete this week? Um, I would delete... That right. intro? That <laughs> intro, yeah. Um, I. It's quite difficult to explain, but you know... Right. Oh, it's difficult to because I don't know what the word is and I want to delete the fact that I don't know what the word is. Jogging bottoms. <laughs> I love them, but what... Like the joggers. Phrase. What do you call them? Try to work a jog in them. Lounge pants. Too many options. Tracky bums. Mm. <laughs> why, is it, why is it bottoms? I don't want to say bottoms when I'm trying to say because the trousers. Because mum used to say to us, put your tracky bottoms on, so now we're 28. Like, <laughs> tracky bottoms. Tracky bottoms. <laughs> so to, just before, I was trying to say to Gina that, like, she said something about bobbly clothes or something like that, and I have got really bobbly jogging bottoms but I went oh my and then I was like in my head I was like jogging bottoms trousers and, and I said drunks <laughs> and my drunks and she's like what are you talking about so Too I many words. get very anxious whenever I set, go to come to say the word jogging bottoms track because I don't know which one to use track pants I don't know what to do do you know what I we think need some trousers what do you do in them chill chill pants no, no, no. <laughs> I like pants. That. That's chill adorable. pants. But then, if I'm in like a really 
professional setting and I'm like oh yes well I often put on my chill pants they're like what are you talking about why would you say that in a meeting chilly pants (laughs) so I don't I would like to delete all of those names and have a name like look I've already come up with it drunks they're called drunks <laughs> that's what we're going to call them okay, and drunks. so then everyone's just like oh yeah my drunks are bobbly and everyone's like I know what you mean bobbly <laughs> saying, I say, look, yeah, they've got bobbly drunks does he need to debobble you drunks <laughs> yeah <laughs> look it's I not going to catch on but I'll my, fa- my head is so hot because I was trying to hold in the laughs because of the audio and now I've got a really hot head I'd say just like, let the laughs oh, out oh god I can't wait to get next to my drunks and we can talk about it I know okay, it sounds so, too much like thongs Sorry, people oh, are going to be confused. Yeah. Going to be like mm, dry thongs. What is that? Oh, <laughs> well, actually, is that was it a wet thong? I don't know. Both are quite bad. <laughs> yeah. Southern thong. So uncomfortable. I, so uncomfortable here. That's where the thong. Everyone always hip. complains about the cuts in. It's annoying. The bum bit, but it's the it's the side don't bit. Cut in. I want a soft thong. Ugh. I also I also think jogging bottoms. I don't know what. Like I don't jog in them. I just eat and sit on the sofa and yes. watch TV and like hang out in my life. Like why do I have to what do you call bottoms? them? So I'm um, like nice. Sweats. Nice sweats. Like sweatpants. Oh, sweatpants. Okay, that's what you meant. like sweat in them. Again, it's all like. Yeah, it's all like active wear. I want to call them like rotting pants. (laughs) (laughs) Just sit and rot. And marinate in them. (laughs) Or like takeaway pants. Because whenever I'm wearing them, I'm like, I think I want a takeaway. Yes, takeaway pants. (laughs) I don't want to do nothing. Oh my God, we need to get to. We need to, this is going to be so long. (laughs) Well, no, it's fine. We're going to have to just start a new podcast about jogging pants. About sweats. Okay. Um, right, what would you like to delete? I would like to delete people sending me, giving me tote bags. Ooh. That's a really good one. I, it was like when I decided to get my first tote bag, I was like, amazing, I'll take it to the shop and I'll never use plastic bags because I'm not an idiot. So I was like, take it to the shop, great. Every event, mm. every brand that I work with, every shop, every anything get a tote bag and I appreciate each individual tote bag because it's an act of kindness but I will end up being buried with tote bags yeah <laughs> like you will die like that's how you'll die no more tote bags please what was the 60. tweet that you said you, you did a <laughs> yeah. fucking great tweet something about your, telling your children what an influencer was like yeah it was like I'm putting my son's backpack on he asked me what being an influencer in 2019 was like um, I remove his school bag, which is a tote bag, and throw it onto the bed, which is a pile of tote bags. From the other room, a tote bag rings. I was like, something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> something stupid. Thing, I'm not an influencer at all. I have like seven tote bags. Oh and also, God. they're all really embarrassing. So I've got one that I've brought to It's an old El Paso one. <laughs> I think that's quite It says like, keep life hot or something. <laughs> I've got so many. And I'm, I, I don't even... It. They're just... They're everywhere. They multiply. They're like socks. I don't know where I get them from. Yeah. Okay, Megan, what would you delete yeah, this what, week? What would you like to delete? This week, I am going to delete every tweet telling Lizzo to put her clothes back on. Oh, good. I'm going to get rid of them all. people doing that? People can leave. Let Lizzo be naked for the rest of the time. Yeah, have you not seen? No. There's a whole thing. Essentially, I mean, she got her (sighs) ass out at a basketball game. That's what happened. So she wore a dress with um, the butt cut out. Oh my, oh my god, god I need to sit right now I, I think it's I genius so much. like we've had every other area cut out we've even had some like underbutt and the jeans you know that was a thing also, yeah, well, can I just be like completely honest and say that chaps for dirty well, this, she is, the issue, swear, this is the issue though if you have a size 8 fucking like young little mix type whatever yeah entertainment like a woman who 
people see on social media through the male gaze will be like, oh yeah, great, look at her bum. Mm-hmm. But if it's Lizzo, because she's bigger and because she's fat and she's like we enjoying don't see her body, like that enough. the male gaze the is like, oh, don't show your bum. So essentially, people are coming at it from the view of this was a basketball game and there were children there, you know, as if children aren't bombarded with imagery of all kinds of, of well, one-dimensional beauty standards mm. already yes. as soon as they're old enough to take it in. Um, and apparently just Lizzo's butt was so offensive mm. because it was a family events mm-hmm. and actually I think like if I had kids I would use that as a great little talking point to be like isn't it really great that this woman is celebrating her body and we yeah. don't all look the same and yeah. also some people are empowered by wearing different things and when you're an adult you can choose for yourself yeah. what is empowering to you to dress in Absolutely. that's a great little teachable moment yeah I rather agree. than to, to pounce on it it's like when you look at a lot of you know there's like um uh, adverts at the moment where for certain clothing brands and they've got their butts out yeah, and what's the difference and the kids there's kids on the tube who were looking at the butts mm-hmm. like that's the difference there's literally no difference and also I have this, this massive problem with the fact that like sexuality or like human bodies even sexualizing human bodies even like confidence and self-sexualizing yourself I have a problem with the fact that that is seen as a terrible thing but like inane horrific violence is seen as something accepted that kids can see and play with every single day like I think our yeah. priorities are very interesting like you'll go home and play a shooting game where you will literally blow bodies apart but if you see a woman's bum that's a problem mm. like I just don't understand yeah, that as a concept that. that's interesting really yeah, weird really, really strange nice. okay good deletion really, and I hope they all become deleted You look so like colourful. There's a bee on your knee. And not a real one. Not a real one. Yes, sorry. I would have reacted with more Mm -hmm. force. Did you paint that bee? I did not paint this bee. So I'm doing that thing where I'm trying not to buy fast fashion it's so yeah. hard though. it's so so especially hard especially if you're not a size 8 to 10 mm-hmm. it's actually impossible almost it's near so enough yeah. yes so these are um, Lucien Yak dungarees and then they have been hand painted by a small social enterprise in Bristol who uh, custom paint things and then all their profits oh. go back into eating disorder recovery workshops so, oh so great wow very, so I'm is doing some good I know so I'm living in these now How? because you, you do lots of things like that like really like uh, I don't know very useful and interesting and, and fun I don't want to say like a, a diverse range of content. Yes, you do. Um, do you, how do you like come up with that stuff? Is it quite stressful to be like, what cool, very important, good things should I do <laughs> today? Yeah. Well, I actually don't have anything to say today. Yeah. Like, is that hard sometimes? Tell you what, I think I proper boxed myself in for a long, long while. I think even a couple of years ago, I would not have posted anything outside of strictly body positivity or eating disorder recovery because I figured mm. that's what people want to see that's why right. everyone's here so I have to do that every single day yeah. even if I don't feel like talking about it even if I've already posted about it five times that's this week hard. you can talk about all the things without having to know everything about all the things you mm. can just kind of do your best big, yeah big time admit where you have gaps want to learn more also I think I, I've been using my Instagram and social media more as a learning tool for myself again which is what I did in the start like before I knew very much about any kind of body positivity or anything like that and now I'm saying you know what I am interested in sustainability I'm interested in well can always be a better intersectional feminist mm. so I'm also asking my audience to teach me and what are your tips and oh, where should I go for this which turns it into such well what it should be like yeah, interactive discourse yeah. instead of you being like I I'm going to teach you about things and treat you on things and then also I'm going to put so much pressure on myself as a human to know fucking everything and get everything right all the time mm-hmm. and this is not fair really. by definition you won't and then, yeah. you'll, and then you'll feel like you've, you've failed when you haven't failed Ever. you've just been a human you always said Stevie's always said to me like when we talk about you know 
whether it's something societal or something personal or whatever, and like this problem with binary, everything has to be binary. And you've always said humans are multitudes. You always just say humans are full of multitudes. Like, I know it wasn't you to make it up, but like you you say that a lot and it made me go, yeah, like there's so many complexities and like just existing online in a way that you feel you should have to just isn't healthy. And especially when you are feeling like you are someone that is looked up to because you're a massive audience. People look up to you to be a certain thing and it's really great for you to be able to turn around and be like, well, I'm just begging at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm just yeah. doing my best and learning. Like, it's really healthy to see people do that, that you are massive as well. I, yeah. if I, I, I spent a lot of time looking at people who weren't like that and I wish I'd been... Like Jamil Jamil, like, there's a big conversation around her and all the things like she might do wrong, she might do right. I do appreciate the progress, not perfection thing. I find that very, very helpful. Yeah, because when make you mistakes. make a mistake, yeah. Because even people who, like me, I don't have a big following on Instagram at all, Twitter at all, but I still get frightened post um, joining a conversation or posting. I'm like, oh, I'm going to say the wrong thing. And then you're like, no. I mean, I still don't post. But I'm like, but if I wanted to, maybe I'm closer to posting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But I'll like, I'll like things or I will like do things. That I've started to do things like... Um, when I see, because you, you've got a, a lot of um, trans fans mm-hmm. and they're posting like TED Talk and, and, and you, you said like a really good thing, which was just like commenting underneath and being like, can't wait to see it, Supporting shows a support mm. that I've not been doing. Because I've been like, I've just been like, I don't know what to say. What if I say the wrong thing? Yeah. And they're like, you can't get it wrong by saying can't wait to see your TED you Talk. Get, you can't be wrong supporting like, someone. Come on. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and I think it's, and it's, it means, yeah, I'm educa- I, I educate myself on that as well. But it, you've got such a huge following. You, it must be sometimes difficult to balance the, like, being an educator, educating, and then, and then just being like, I just want to have some time off. Do you, love, are you like able chill. to take time out? Um, I do now. I really, really didn't used to. I used to force myself to post like every single day, yeah. even if I was completely uninspired wow. um, and the world was empty. I would sit for like hours like debating what I should post like every evening, and that's really no way to exist. No. Um, so I don't do that anymore. I allow myself to have like chunks of time mm. here and there. And if you feel something or you think of something, then you go, oh, like I've had an idea, so now is the time to put that out there. Exactly. And I think the, the kind of shift that we are seeing a little bit more towards not having to be perfect um, and, and uh, allowing yourself to learn and make mistakes that has actually enabled me to post a lot more things anyway to not be as yeah. like horribly anxious every single time I open an app um, so we're, we're back into a more regular pattern that's good mm. and we're getting somewhere closer to being like a healthy relationship so we asked you Megan to bring us your first post one you regret and one you're proud of so we'll go for your first post mm-hmm. first, which makes sense chronologically. So do you want to explain to us what your first post was and what was going on in your life at that point, where you were as a person, and have a little discussion around that? Okay. Oh, there you are. This is a no picture thanks. of me posing in a way that makes my body look as small as it can possibly look. I oh. definitely made my boyfriend of the time take this maybe like 37 times. Mm. And I still wasn't happy with it. I'm pretty sure I still edited that, maybe in paint, because I can't use any other photo editing tools. Um, and then I posted it and I refreshed it and I refreshed it and I refreshed it and I refreshed it and I just waited for someone the to tell me to nice in. about the validation. Yeah, come. essentially. What was did, the, you, did you edit photos a lot back then? Oh, I, I did not upload a photo that had not been edited um and do you remember i don't know if anyone else got this like that instant panic of you've been tagged in a photo yes back when it was like strictly facebook days That was, was like every day. So that was immediately take down and anything that I put up was meticulously edited just like just make my body smaller basically every every time. And did you have like apps and things like that or would you have to go No, that didn't exist. 
then. Yeah, 2014. Oh god, of course. I mean, I've, I've I mean, I've never been on one of those apps. I actually, I went, of course, but I didn't know. <laughs> it might have been around for ages. Yeah, I've only been on Facetune once when I made my head really small. As a <laughs> like, child. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so I looked like a little small pinhead. But because it terrified <laughs> me, because I, I did like a joke about it in my show, and I wanted to do like um, a really over-the-top photoshopped thing of my face and, and just like be like and this is me like at my most candid or something like that mm-hmm. and I went on it and just going on it for a second made me so upset and angry and yeah. terrified that I like I, I found it really difficult you just said to, to me, be like, on it. how do you once you start how do you stop and yeah. like we just don't know you don't know who's using it so like what was the so using that and the experience of using that and this being your first post and okay like was this your first introduction to Instagram or had you posted before and deleted stuff or was this the first upload ever? This was the first upload and I was quite late to the game amongst my friends so this was me kind of giving in to Instagram. Okay. And and, and that was the introduction because the introduction, right, is is as a girl, I'm going to go on this thing and I'm going to try and look as cute, as thin, as hot as possible. Yeah. Yeah. When you. did you stop editing your photos? What you, was there a moment where you were like, I'm not doing this anymore? Um, I think when I came into the the body positivity thing, mm. um, I have always tried my best to practice what I preach. Um, and that was definitely a bit of a shock to the system. Even though the thing is, when I came into it at the time, I was smaller than I am now. So anyone looking at me would just think, oh, there's this relatively slim, still quite like conventionally by our cultural beauty standards, attractive girl, no big deal. She's posting a picture of herself. And I was still in such like a disordered mindset around my body and around food and around weight that it genuinely was a big deal for me to just post a picture of myself unedited yeah um and i see how it's not 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 actually a big deal in the grand no, but i, things, I but don't think i think a lot you, of us though. feel like Everything's that relative. Though. like it's yeah, a massive yeah. thing yeah and i think the stepping stones are important i think we dismiss the stepping stones a lot of the time so that that was one of my first stepping stones into kind of more radical body liberation and, and body politics mm. and even if it's not like tune face tuning or like editing like i know when i started on instagram like before campaigning before any of my work that i'm in now like i would put up a picture like even stuff that I know that I did so like if I was doing Instagram stories I often lay down and did an Instagram story because it made my face look thinner mm, weird and you don't realise you're I didn't doing re- even, well I did I sort of subconsciously knew I was doing yes, it yes of course but now yeah I, in retrospect you go oh that's why I did it and now like I post videos all the time I don't wear makeup I don't care I'm, I'm proud of who I am now I've developed myself in other ways that my value isn't just like on Instagram stories I feel like I need to look good because I've really followed things I cared about but even if it's not editing it was like controlling the environment to make yeah. sure that I felt and looked a certain way. But you know, mm-hmm. I, I think like that is a big deal to break now. out of like, yeah. I feel like yeah, that yeah. now. I have I put up like stupid photos of me looking normal, but then I'd be like, well, that's too normal. Like, or, or that's like too unattractive. And, I'll, and it'll, be, it'll be an unattractive face that I'm pulling. I'll be like, Argh. and I'm like, oh, that's actually too much. You, and, and, then, uh, and then I'll be like, oh, no, that's better. And I, I hate wow. it. Um, but I think we all do that because you, you put, often will we'll post in Instagram stories and you'll be using like a fun filter or something yeah, yeah, because yeah. you feel tired. So you're like, yeah, if I, I feel like tired spots, and I don't want to be like, and then afterwards you're like, damn it. Why like, did I do that? This is not, this, I'm feeding the cycle, but it's so hard to step out of the cycle. So it's amazing that you were able to go, I'm going to, I'm, yeah, I mean, it's much more brave than you're giving yourself credit for to be like, I'm going to not edit myself. And I think, like you're saying, it may not seem like a big deal with the tuning theme, but I, like what, what I'm trying to communicate is the fact that like I think everyone has felt like that in some way, yeah. whether it's tuning or it's filters or it's the way you show up or it's how you dress or whatever. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
I've got a, a, a lovely friend that never never posts a photo of her with a body in an Instagram photo. And I didn't notice for ages. And I was like, it's only ever here or she's behind somebody or she's like behind a tree. And yeah. you're like, you're literally putting a tree in front of you so you can't be seen. And she, she just doesn't want it. She just doesn't. And the, the Billie Eilish thing's really interesting as well about like the fact that she like, hi, like doesn't want to be sexualized means that, you know, now you, you type in Billie Eilish on Twitter and the next thing comes up is body. And it's just people being like... Oh, what? She's a child yeah. as well. Anyway, is there, is there a post that you have that you really re- regret doing? I did bring one, yes. Did you bring one? I did bring one. So this... There's a bit of a... Uh, there's a bit of backstory behind this. Go for it. So this is a side-by-side picture um, of one side me standing up. I'm posing, I suppose, in what you call like a traditionally like modelly way. Mm. Like my hands are up. I'm probably sucking my stomach in. And the picture next to it is me sat down on a stool. My stomach's folded over. I've got a few rolls. You can see my cellulite and I'm not as posy. And you're in your underwear here, right? And I'm in my undercrackers. So this is a has become a genre of photo that if you are familiar with the body positive community online, follow anyone who talks about bodies, you have probably seen a photo like this. Not to sound like a complete dick, but I'm pretty sure I did it first. Um, yeah. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, oh, my God, this is this is genius. I am showing that even if your body looks a certain way when you're standing up and posed, you can still have roles. Uh, you Within know, the same like, minute. Exactly. Bodies look different from different angles. And I thought I was making a really astute point. And I think, looking back, fair enough, there is a point in that. You know, we still kind of see, like, magazines... Uh, showing pictures of celebrities like at quote-unquote unflattering angles and being like, oh my God, look at their body, but it's the same freaking body that they had before. They've literally just like turned around or sat down, whatever. Yeah. No big deal. But this genre of photo kind of took on a life of its own and every influencer in the body positive world who looks like me or or smaller than me started doing it, standing up one side, sitting down the mm-hmm. other, posed one side, unposed the other. And it took a while for people in the space who exist in bigger bodies, for the fat people in the community, to kind of start saying, hold on a minute, I can't do this. That's interesting. Yeah. My body looks the same regardless of how I am posed, whether I'm standing up or sitting down, I still have roles and I can't hide it, which also in turn means that that's why I'm discriminated against. That's why the world treats me yes. the way that it does. I yes. cannot I cannot hide my fatness behind a post. You can't create a different body in a minute. Exactly. It? So these posts actually kind of further alienate me because you're still very, very socially acceptable on one side and I can't have that, recognise the privilege in that. Um, and slowly more and more people started kind of speaking up and saying, yeah, this I, I find this problematic or this hurts the movement. Uh so I stopped. So so mm, I, I stopped wow. stopped doing them. Um, even though they were kind of, this is probably my first post that went viral, viral, like super, super big. Um, and every time I posted one, the same it thing happened. It was a thing. Yeah, it was, it was the likes were just like crashing in. So part of me obviously wanted to keep doing that because you get a little bit hooked on that. Mm. But it wasn't worth potentially hurting the people who I saw as, as, as part of my community and who I desperately yeah. like. And was, who are most victimised by exactly. the thing you're fighting, There I are guess. other ways exactly. to send that message. Like there are other there are better messages that you could be putting out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Do you know what? It's interesting that you've kept it up as well because I always think when people regret a post and they delete it, it's very easy because then it's like, oh, look, it never happened. I never made that mistake. Mm-hmm. But to have it there and then to have an open conversation about it is like the, actually the only way we 
work past that shit, like to work, to learn from it. I think as well, like when people scroll back, they, it's it's very clear to see, oh, she used to do this kind of post and she doesn't anymore. So you can see the, the learning curve of it. I haven't particularly like spoken that much about it, partly because there's still tons of people doing these photos. If you mm. go on to any kind of slim, white, body image advocate influencer, they will be doing these kind of photos still. Mm. And I don't know, I almost feel like it's not my place to tell them not to because I, I learned from other people telling me. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one because I can still see that some people benefit from it. When you're at that first stepping stone, when you haven't even posted a picture of your body, when, when you can't yes. even imagine accepting your body, yeah, I can see how those pictures are still helpful. So it's tricky. Yeah, because I guess you're speaking, because when you're speaking on a movement or you're speaking for a movement or you're part of a movement, that movement is a spectrum. And like you say, there are people who are most discriminated, usually fat women of colour, bigger women. And those women who can't do that are going to go, well, that's like a very, very easy thing for you to do. But then like you say, there's people at the other end of the spectrum, like you're communicating that are like at the first level and they're like, wow, this makes me feel a bit better for a mm -hmm. second. And you're kind of, you speak for or you don't know you speak for them, but you speak with a lot of those people. And people are looking to you to communicate that whole spectrum, which is so difficult. Mm -hmm. Do you find that difficult in other areas? Like, because you have a very wide variety of followers mm. uh, all along that spectrum, do you get messages with people being like, well, hang on, this doesn't, and then people are like, that really helped me. And you're like, I don't know what is helping and what isn't sometimes. <laughs> uh, I think this has been a real balancing act in, in the recognising that in most ways, I sit slap bang in the middle. Mm. Um, my body is just at the start of the plus spectrum, so I'm kind of in the middle there. I'm mixed race, but I'm light skinned. Uh, the, I, I'm in the middle of between kind of using like academic language and, and like everyday language. And holding that middle ground where there will be people for whom I will never be radical enough. And yeah. I understand that and yeah. I'm not for them. I get it. But then there are also people who are constantly like, oh, you're going a bit far with this one. Whenever I express a more political or a more radical opinion yeah. and, ha and knowing that like I can never fully please either of these sides, but I have to try and bring in the people who are still like at the start while also showing respect to the people who are ahead of me and who I've learned from mm. that's been a real a real tough balancing act yeah do you get help imagine. with it do you have do you have people to talk to who are like hey in the I same space and... thing uh... no <laughs> is there anyone you can turn to and go I, yeah, I have a couple of friends who are, who are in the same kind of space. Basically, we need to make you best friends with Lizzo, though. Yeah, because <laughs> you two together would be like, well, what, what a powerhouse. I don't know. I don't. I feel like, I, I, obviously, I, it's hard I to have friends, friends be friend. who worship you. Like, I, yeah. I don't think I could treat her That's like a normal human being. It would be at this weird point. for her. <laughs> yes, yeah. there we go. You there, just there stare at her and like make noises. Yes, exactly <laughs> yeah. that. When you're ready to pop the question. The last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we're on to a post your proud. Post your proud. Apart and from all is, of them. I remember this post. The, the photo is... It's a slide. It's a slide. I love a slidey slide. Mm. Um, so there's one where I am like fully made up, wearing a little gold silky mini dress. Um, everything looks amazing. Uh, and then sliding is a picture of me later that day where I look, I would say like bedraggled is, is, a, is a nice way. Sad. I think you look really, sad. You look really cute. Sad though, and bedraggled. Sad. Yeah. Um, and it's just a selfie that I took in the mirror that I kind of took to um, convince my brain that I was even in that space. Is there going to be a trigger warning on this? There is now. Trigger yeah. warning. Cool. And what's the trigger? What we're we talking? So this is some very real talk about uh, mental health, disassociation, anxiety, and, and, and death a little bit. So if that's okay. going to be too much, I uh, won't be offended. If you switch off, take care of yourself first. You're important. So this post was me kind of admitting that although everything looked peaches and cream at the start of the day and I was posing and I was being an influencer and doing all that stuff, I was an absolute fucking wreck this day and this entire trip. So this was in France with my friends um, and I had... Were you on a holiday with your friends? Yeah, we'd gone gone for a few days to meet someone who was out there. Um, And I was going through a phase of mental health that, to be honest, I still to this day don't fully understand, but I can only describe it as as a really extreme, depressive episode with, with... really acute anxiety and disassociation where I was spending every single day kind of obsessing over existential meaning and death and when the world was going to end and having these panic attacks almost every other moment, Mm. um, thinking that literally the world could come to an end at any point, that I was having nightmares about the sun crashing into the earth and I don't know, I still don't know, I still don't know what kicked it off, um, what technically to call it, uh, I, I pulled myself out of it um, and and I have been in therapy for two years so I was in therapy this, this entire time this was happening so I was supported but it was really, really hard to keep existing as the girl in the first photo yes. who, who the internet sees me as yes. um, and not wanting to... I don't like to share things when I'm still going through them because I like to find the teachable moment, basically. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and, and in mental health, like, that is really hard because sometimes there isn't a teachable moment and sometimes it's just, look, I'm fucking scared, this is shit, yes. I don't know what's going on. Uh, like, that's it. Yeah. That is it. There's no yeah. philosophy there, there's just this is experience. Exactly. And I kind of got myself through the worst of that and not telling the internet at all and only telling people really, really close to me and still kind of forcing myself to show up every day as this positive presence, wow. which was really fucking hard. Yeah. Um, and then it got to Mental Health Awareness Day and I was like, I feel like I'm in a space now where I could share this and maybe it'd be worth it because maybe one other person has felt this. Mm. I'm not looking for someone to like tell me what that was or like here's, here's the cure, here's how you never go back there or anything. But I think if I'm going to keep showing up on the internet, I might as well be my most authentic and honest self and this is that. So I posted it really, really not knowing how it was going to go down because it's probably the most honest thing I've ever posted. Can you read the post for us? 
I know it's long. You don't have to if you don't want to. It is quite long and it's very dark. Okay, well, we'll post it. it. We'll post it okay. on, yeah, on Instagram. We'll, you don't have to read it. And we'll do a little slidey thing so people, okay. people, people can see you, one you regret, the one you're proud of, and the one. So if you cool. go into yes, apps, yeah. might delete later pod, you'll be able to see Megan's post because it and is we'll really powerful it. and it's really, really, really helpful for people, I think. I, I don't think, think anyone honest. would see that who's ever had a, any sort of mental health phase or problem. And it's just nice to see the person behind, because it's so easy just to see you as being this, well, you're so confident and you're so amazing and, you know, you love yourself and it's really great and you know, I should be like that, but I'm not. Oh, no, I'm terrible. Like, mm. and, and to see that sometimes you really struggle as well. And you don't know what to call it. You don't know how yeah. to bring the language to it. That's the critical honest. thing as well, because, like, you say about the teachable moment, like, so often with mental health conversations, it's like, here's the problem. Here's how we move past it. Here's how we... And mm. it's actually so much more powerful sometimes to be like, I don't know what the fuck happened, but it happened. I just need to tell you what happened because yeah. I don't know none of us know what we're doing I don't know yeah. how to get out of it I'm, I don't know how to I don't know what it's called that's I'm, the reality I'm guessing the response was really heartening and nice you know what it, I was really 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 surprised by the amount of people who said I have felt this exact same thing and I haven't been able to describe it and wow. this this is exactly this and I think even as present as I am in spaces where like mental health is discussed and I'm like I'm I'm quite clued up on like the language and things like that Mm. and I've been a therapist for two years like my brain still managed to convince me that no one else in the world could have possibly felt like that and I think that's very symptomatic especially of of depression that no one else could understand you are completely alone they will never get it so just the sheer fact that that's got maybe like over a thousand comments on it of people saying I felt exactly this makes it less terrifying yeah yeah it takes some of the power away I imagine Mm -hmm. from it well it takes the shame away yeah I I think I I still I still was holding on to shame about that because it's like I shouldn't have been dragged into that like surely in the position that I'm in I I should have been able to find my way out sooner or be immune Mm. to this stuff by now and I'm not because my brain is still a human brain yes and it's prone to malfunctioning in that way I suppose or maybe functioning exactly as it's designed to function in this world that we currently live in who knows yes yeah yeah I mean what that's, that's a great point it is true <laughs> this is it? something someone said something to me in a panel or I was watching a panel actually it was I wasn't on it and they said I'm so bored of um kind of anxiety and depression and mental health struggles being categorized as some kind of like unusual kind of um uh, like anomaly because mm. it's actually a very normal response to a completely overstimulated, really unnavigationable world that we're in now. Like it's yeah, a well, very the, normal response to what we're going through. You can track smartphone usage and to mental, mental health, health problems. Uh, yeah, rise in people. I mean, but obviously that that goes off people who are mm-hmm. go, coming into the in, into a doctor's and being like, I have a problem, and lots of people aren't doing that. Yes, you know, yes, yeah. But the people who are doing that, yeah, it, it's almost it's like the exact same. And the, curve. Uh, there was also a thing that said that the amount of information or stimulation we take in now. So I think it was in 1940, in a whole day... No, in a whole day now, we take in a year's worth of information we would have taken in 1940. Yeah, makes sense. You'd read a paper and then you'd go to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get, like, designated channels. Now we're just so overstimulated. I don't think... I think you're right. I think it's a very normal response to the world we live in and I think to categorise it as abnormal is the problem. Definitely. Okay, so I'm going to get you. So follow and follow block. Obviously, there's a difference between block and unfollow. So follow is like, I want to see their stuff. Unfollow is like, I'm okay with it. I've seen their stuff. Block is like, get out of my life. And they know it as well. And they're you know, going to know. They know when they've been blocked. So these are three people we know, both of us. Mm-hmm. 
Follow on follow block. Mm-hmm. Kenny Ethan Jones, mm-hmm. Isaac Carew, <laughs> or Nadir Hanadi. <laughs> You're gonna have to explain that for so people. Kenny Ethan, <laughs> Kenny Ethan Jones is an incredible, incredible social activist, trans activist, amazing writer. Does incredible conversations, really, really nuanced conversations on social media. Really teaches people about the trans experience um, and fights for trans people's rights, and also does a lot of educating Can't around. Block them. No, and there's a lot of educating around trans men and periods and how periods aren't just something that women, um, cis women experience. Isaac Crew is a chef and a model and Nadir Nadi is um, a documentary maker. He does films for YouTube about identity, about being mixed race, about where home is for him, about being in the post-9-11 generation. You can't unfollow any of these people. Oh no, they're all brilliant. And that's why it's going to be such a fun game. Okay, follow and follow block. Kenny, Isaac, Nadir. So can I just... (laughs) Can I just point out for everyone listening who's like, who the hell are these people and why has Gina chosen them? <laughs> Gina has chosen three exceptionally attractive men. <laughs> one of whom, no, sorry, all of whom she knows that I find attractive, one of whom I'm sleeping with. <laughs> I didn't know we were allowed to talk about that. <laughs> Exclusive. You, you could just guess it at home. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to give anything away with, with these guesses. Is. Loads of people will be flocking to your Instagram stories being like, okay, there are any clues? There are any clues? <laughs> when does this, this come out? January. Because, January. Oh, I mean, it's probably going to be out by then. True. So you might not get the exclusive. Sorry, hun. Um, all right. Okay, 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 okay. For that reason, I'm going to mix it up. You know what? I am going to follow... No, you know what? Let's look at these men for their for their professional accomplishments and their content only. Let's not treat them like they're pieces of meat, even okay. though all it's exceptionally attractive. Um, <laughs> they're fit for, pieces of meat. <laughs> <laughs> for their content, I am going to follow Kenny Ethan Jones because I think yes, he's mate, doing he's incredible amazing. work in the, in the trans community. Um, and there's no one else out there really like him doing that. Also, fucking fit, mate. Um, he's fit. <laughs> really fit. <laughs> I am going I can't to. Can't just stalk these people. I know. I'm like itching. To Kenny's my phone body now. is like, what is going I'm, on? I'm just gonna. Okay. I'm just gonna look them up just while you're talking. Okay, cool. Deciding. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I am going to. I don't want to unfollow any of them. Oh, can I follow but still check up on <gasps> Nadir? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm unfollowing Nadir. I'm you're sorry. You're blocking I'm Isaac, s- mate. <sighs> I think we know who she's sleeping with. <laughs> um, Wait, do we? <laughs> I think I've figured it out because you doesn't matter. <laughs> I'd always block the person I was sleeping with because I'd be like, yeah, that's fine because uh, you know it could be. That's, easy, that's yeah. interesting. Who knows? I who haven't. Knows? I mean, you know, but I know I do. But I'm saying it for you, babe. Who knows? <laughs> I'm trying to help you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to continually check up on Nadir because Good. he's yeah. maybe the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just adore him. Important work. Too. Um, an important brain work. That's the third. <laughs> He's thing. a smart. Just got to really point out third thing you've said about him. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, the last thing you said. And I am going to. And I'm gonna. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna block Isaac. Not for any particular reason. <laughs> He's still very lovely and attractive. I saw him at an award ceremony the other day. We oh, had yeah. a good conversation about whether I had food in my teeth, and he helped me out. He looks like very honest well, with me about chef, that. He's a chef, so he probably chopped into something nice. Garnished it. He's 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 very nice. Thank you so much, Megan. You were so interesting and honest and great. And yeah, thank you so much for we love you very much sharing. And as I say, you are my little pie. Little pie. Thank you, Megan. Love you, Megan's babies.
to have a look at Megan's photos that we've been chatting about and also um, to send your own photos from right back when you started Instagramming so we can repost the funniest ones, go to at Mike Delete Later pod. Uh, please do like, subscribe, share, tell your pals. Make some merchandise. Make some, look, make and send us merchandise. I, I'm only in it for the merch. Yeah, t-shirts. Um, I'll be stopping if there's no merch. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Please spread the word. And remember, social media is meant to be fun. Use it Woo. how you will. Think about your relationship with it, but don't get too worried or stressed about it because you know what? Even if this make you post and you don't like it, well, you might as well delete later. Woo. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.